Let's do it. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Hey, it's the show before All-Star Game, baby, and we've got some exciting announcements. Actually, just confirmed minutes before the show. So we've talked about our our, our panels and our shows. So Friday, it's going to be Agent Provocateur, CJ Show, and STP. Three to six, Rec Room. You can buy your tickets right now. Saturday, the lineup is an actual all-star lineup. We've got Down Goes Brown. We've got Mark Lazarus. We've got people that we have not announced yet. Steve, do you want to take this one? Uh, sure. Your mom. Well, we've announced your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we do have my mom. Adam's mom. Who's Marilyn Dennis? She's kicking off the festivities on the All-Star panel, which is bizarre. Marilyn Dennis. Yeah. Her mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, have we announced... See, this is how much things have changed or how quickly things have changed. Mm -hmm. And also, this is our third straight day doing a show. Have we announced the ESPN guy? No. No, because that was uh, confirmed after After the show. Well, there you go. Greg Wyshynski. And just confirmed this morning, because I thought, well, there is a wrestling dork. I need a wrestling jock. Adam Copeland is going to be joining us. Who is? The rated R superstar. (laughs) Formerly known as Edge, but he's not known as that anymore because he's in AEW. Been watching him back since it was Edge and Christian, the tag team duo. Well, now it's Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. That's right. <laughs> Slightly different. And now they can say fuck. So it's great. It's going to be great content. Awesome. CJ and Julian are obviously going to be there on uh, on uh, Saturday as well. Um, do we have anything else that we need to announce there? I just think that wrestling panel is going to be sick. I can't I believe that we got that. that's everyone we have confirmed. No. Drew and Stu. Oh! <laughs> we haven't. That's one we haven't mentioned either. Cam, Cam Stewart and Drew Livingstone are going to do... Uh, a little thing on stage as well. They're going to be part of the All-Star panel, so there you go. And is there's living- another, probably? Is it Livingston or Livingstone? Oh, mm. boy. What, what do you want? Oh, I know this is a real sore spot for Drew. It's Livingstone. Adam always gets it wrong. <laughs> it's I like spelled Livingstone. Livingstone. It is. It's, it is. How do you spell it? You know what's Living- weird is that I oh. accidentally put his name in uh, without the E on the end because it's Stone, right? Mm. I accidentally put it in to my email once, and now that's the first name that comes up. So I don't know. Is it is it S-T-O-N or S-T-O-N-E every time? You big idiot. I know. Big dumb big idiot. stupid idiot. Anyway, how are uh, soccer goals scored? There are... Oh, my God. That's, uh, that's what I was retweeting <laughs> before the show, and I just said, Adam, my dude, my brother in Christ. Like, um, what is the matter with you? Now, and here, wait. I'll go. Re- real quick. Um, we do have other people showing up. Um, but we don't know if they're going to be on stage yet. So there's going to be other fancy people. There. Yeah. And you. Yeah. You're the fancy. You. ODR Hockey is going to have a little setup mm-hmm. if you want to play that game mm-hmm. where you could play as a little trash panda. Which I love. <laughs> trash panda around in the games. So. I love that. I love yeah. that. Hey, so um, I think... Uh, uh, I think it's just going to be a really exciting night. The one thing that I keep forgetting to mention is that we're having an after party, too. So after the game's yes. over, come join us at Isabel's on King West. Uh, we've got uh, actually a lot of tickets have sold for that as well. So make sure you grab them. You can buy buy your tickets through um, the description on you know whether you're listening to the show or you're watching the show. But I, I'm just really excited. Like the last time we were at Rec Room, there were 500 people there. 
and I think it's kind of neat that that we're going back. It hasn't been. It, I mean, we haven't been back there for six years already. It's been a long time. And so I think this is going to be a couple days of really really fun times. And like I said, uh, All Star Games expensive. Jerseys jerseys are expensive. If you can afford them. All the power to you, but we figured it might be fun to have an event where it's pretty cheap, and uh, you get to come, hang out, have a beer. Um, Meet Adam's it, mom! That's right. Mm-hmm. You can do that, too. <laughs> now, the one thing I want to ask, guys... My mom will be there, too. ...is, do people like Drew? Producer Drew? No! No, right. <laughs> they... Like I, I deal like I like producer Drew. You like producer Drew. Jesse, Drew, Jesse, and Drew get along great. A hundred percent. Yeah. The better question is, should they? Well, I think Drew puts one version of Drew out there, mm-hmm. but Drew's a really likable guy. Except for if yeah. you read the compliment section yesterday, you'd swear he's the greatest villain. And I think it's good. He's he's a heel. Now, Drew, you said yesterday that uh, you 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 were arguing. The UC Soros uh, play. Trip on... Um, Tim Stutzel. Tim Stutzel, yep. And you were saying, because Soros had his, his pad out, and there was uh, a puck in the way, and Soros hit the puck, but Stutzel gets tripped, and you were saying the NHL amended a rule on tripping. Jesse brought out the rule book. Yeah. And if you're going for the puck, the NHL rule book says what? It that, doesn't say anything. Well, it just says that if, you, if you hit the puck first, it's we, not tripping. We, right? No, read, it doesn't say that. Oh, it doesn't? It did we, yesterday. It doesn't say no, that. So, yeah. we, so I found the amendment, and I sent it to you guys this morning. The NHL video rule book has an example of why puck first doesn't matter. So I, it was in their video rule book, not in their written rule book. Again, explaining why the NHL is ridiculous and needs to figure out their So story. their video rule book Which is, is a good, it's a great thing to have. Is different from the real book. Yeah, here's the written rule. Here's an the example thing, of it in play. It's a great thing. Okay. Thing to have. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So what does it say? I don't oh, know if we can oh, show this. Yeah. No. 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 No, no, no. But we can play the audio. Can we? Uh. It's just them explaining the rules. So I assume so. Sure. Let's listen. Sure. 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 But all right. Let's play it. Uh oh. There's music. Yeah. Rule fifty-seven. Tripping. If, in the opinion of the referee. A player leaves his feet and makes contact with the puck first and subsequently trips his opponent in doing so. A minor penalty for tripping shall be assessed. Myers makes contact with the puck that used to nullify no, the down. trip, but it's it's not that way anymore. So diving poke checks are now tripping even if you get the puck first. Yeah, it's just hitting the puck first doesn't negate a trip anymore. And it's just their amendments in their full rule book don't explain it properly, but their video rule book had an example. So... Which are we to defer to, the video rule book or the written rule book? So, yeah, that's the only thing is that video was published February 2021. Okay. So the rule book is the 2024 rule book. So is it possible, and I'm just going to pose this to, to you who are watching and listening, to the group of people in here, is it possible that the refs are confused by this too? I mean, yeah. It's definitely possible. This is why I asked yesterday, like trying to be fair after accusing refs of not even watching the game they're taking part in. um, Is an NHL official's job impossible? I think it is. I mean, it's like any, I mean, an umpire's job is impossible. An NBA referee. I mean, how many players are on the field at any given moment in an NFL game? How, How on earth do you see every little thing? You can't. Right? I used to do chicken shit shit in the middle of a scrum in rugby. Are you kidding me? 
There's some other guy bigger than me trying to kill me. Was, I'm going to... I used to uh, love to just dig my friggin' shoulder right into their neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. He was trying to snap me in half. I might as well try to do it as well. <laughs> and if I get caught, I get caught. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know, um, I have chronic back problems, so it shows you how well it worked out for me. Uh, you need an eye in the sky. Yes. Yeah. That's the long and short of it. Yeah. You need it. Um, there needs to be someone, I, I assume there is, but I don't know. Uh, you need someone who you can just call and quickly confirm. Like, hey, did I get this right? Or just have the earpiece. Or even just, yeah, they can buzz straight through to you. Like, I, my, one of my favorite things visually for some reason, it just tickles my funny bone, is when all four guys in the ice get together at the same time and they're in a huddle, but the huddle's moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. huddle's moving mm-hmm. towards the box. And that's because they're going... I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Do you fucking know? I have, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard enough to remember a rule book that doesn't change. Like, this is finite. Yes. Right? And there's a... They, they have a research and development camp, which mm-hmm. I was a part of one year and screwed up. Uh, this was during, I think, the summer of 2012. And they practiced, like, with officials and linesmen and everything, they practiced rule changes that they were either going to implement or wanted to implement. And they, every time they made a call, they would come over to the box and they'd be like, I think I got that right. I'm I'm not sure I got Mm -hmm. that right. I have no idea if I got that right. Their job is impossible. So like I have sympathy for them, but at the same time, I'm trying to watch the game and you're kind of screwing it up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. I also think it's just strange that, um, that it's tripping without hitting the puck first. It should be, if you hit the puck, you hit the puck. Yeah, my interpretation from, if we go back to the rule book, the 2024 rule book, they state in the first li- the second line of tripping, accidental trips which occur simultaneously with a completed play will not be penalized. So I guess what they're trying to prevent here is uh, let's, so you have the puck, I'm the defender, and I dive at you, mm-hmm. like full-blown Superman dive at you. And I hit the puck first with my stick. But I'm also definitely going to trip you. I would not call that a completed play. Mm. You know, I feel like if there's if you're in the reasonable act of a hockey play and you poke the puck and you complete the play, you make a successful poke of the puck and you get possession but also the the offensive player who you're taking the puck off of trips over your stick i would rule that a completed play yes and that should not be penalized here's the frustrating part if you're soros if a defenseman leaves their feet that is an uh, a maybe rare situation for them how often does a goalie leave their feet like how many times per game it's at least 50, right? So, so like, to, make a sliding save? Yeah, to me, it's reasonable. Like, UC Saros is in a reasonable position when he drops down to his knees. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the rule is blank. For can I, can I also ask, and, and this, is, this might seem strange, and maybe this makes things more complicated, but can, can I posit that maybe rules either need to be different for goaltenders involved in a play or 
that they can be interpreted differently. So can you make a whole different set of rules for goaltenders and how you apply tripping or or slashing or poke checks or whatever else you want to talk about that could apply to this? Uh, because I feel like if you're using, like I can understand the argument that hitting a play and 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 hitting the puck first, but then tripping a player, I can understand the argument why people say, well, that should be a trip. I can understand the argument. I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. I can't understand the argument when you take that and you apply that to a goaltender because what's he supposed to do? It's a good question and it's valid, but you need to go a step further and ask another question. What's that? Is this all Drew's fault? Yes, obviously. This is all Drew's yeah, fault. Yeah, I can't believe we're the talking fact, about this. How are we still talking about this? <laughs> I think I think, the, I think the long and short of it is that the National Hockey League rules are... Uh, purposely a little vague, more vague than they should be so that things are up for interpretation when they happen on the ice. There is a way to justify whichever side of the rule the referee chooses to call in that moment gotcha. or whatever side of the rule they want to uh, implement going forward. I feel like that's kind of the long and short of how National Hockey League rules and the CBA uh, are written. Right. What I've learned about the NHL over the past few years is the rule book should be the size of a phone book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not. And it's not. No, yeah. it is a 234 PDF, and there's a lot of uh, uh, fluff in there. Yep. Fluff. There is, yeah, there's a lot of jargon. Yeah. Rhetoric. Yeah. Real dad. There's not enough on the rules portions of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> More, a lot of that which, and this was, and a lot of like just prepositions, not a whole lot of anything. Uh, a lot of Lou, it's like if Lou Lamorello gave a speech on the NHL rules, that's what the rule book looks like. Mm -hmm. And it would come away with, and they do a great job. That's right. You don't know anything. Mm -hmm. um, now, like if, if we're looking at the actual rules pro portion of the NHL rule book, so infractions, physical, restraining, stick, other, that's only pages 73 through 111. No, it should be 200 <laughs> like, pages long. Does that is that not kind of insane? The rule book, the infraction portion is page 73 through 111. The rest of it is game flow, like face-offs, reference tables, uh, officials, like the appointment of officials, the official score, the types of penalties, equipment, teams. But the infraction portion is what is that? Forty odd pages. Yeah, I, like it is. <laughs> these these situations are frustrating, but also, is part of you not kind of entertained as a lifelong hockey fan, where you see something that you've never seen before all the time, <laughs> and yeah. you don't know what the rule is. Like yeah. the the Tyler Myers, um, uh, Ian Cole thing. Never seen that before. No. Never seen John that before. Tavares. Never seen it called that way. The John Tavares slap. We saw it. The goaltender inter inter interference with Winnipeg Toronto and Bertuzzi didn't get the goal. Nealander uh, pushed into the goalie and that's not goaltender interference. Like so obvious. I've seen All a right. wonky goalie interference call, but mm -hmm. like the goalie tripping a player with his leg. Like I've seen them get called for their stick. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen them get called for their leg. Mm -hmm. The Myers while he's and making Ian, a save. Yeah, while he's making like <laughs> a play on the puck at very least. Yeah. Um, the Myers Ian Cole thing, and the Tavares slash. That's three things in Within my whole week. entire life. Of those all happened. Didn't they happen the same day? Or no? no they no. they happened the same weekend. They yeah, the same yeah. weekend. All yeah. on one weekend, yeah. And we're, we've watched hockey all of our lives. All we're of our lives. We're like, I have no fucking idea what any of this is. Never seen a single one of those things. Maybe the goalie trip. The and I just don't uh, remember. The Tavares one, I'll never get over. It's like, 
<laughs> I'm glad it benefited the Leafs, but yeah, it's a it's horrible so weird. precedent. Yeah, yeah. no, I uh, it freaks me out as a precedent. Uh, so uh, moving on from that, from getting into the rules, which is painful. Mm-hmm. Um, Agony. Agony. There's a lot that uh, that came out yesterday, and uh, obviously, I think we need to start with what really, truly was the top story, uh, and that is Rick Westhead confirming the five players uh, who will be charged by London Police or have been charged by London Police: Hart, McLeod, Dubé, Foot, uh, adding on to Formanton. Um, and there's a lot of reaction to this. And one of the main points that Rick wanted to, uh, to put out there is that if these go to trial and that's still an if, yeah. um, if these go to trial, uh, the trial is not likely to start until 2026. And the reason for that is there is an enormous backlog in Ontario, uh, for criminal cases, the civil cases in Ontario, it's even longer. So if you want to sue somebody, um, it's probably like double that time. And you have the right in Ontario to a quick trial. Uh, we just don't have enough judges to get through them all. And so we're having issues. And, and, and the thing is, is that in, in certain jurisdictions, I think elsewhere, you could have a high profile case jump the queue. Uh, in Ontario, that doesn't happen. So they have to wait, wait for things. And what we do know is that the players on the contracts that they're on will continue to be paid. Uh, they will not play. Um, I mean, it's pretty obvious that the NHL has the right to not play them or not. Or, uh, Gary Bettman has the right to basically suspend them indefinitely there, although they're on in, indefinite leaves. Um, well, aren't, you're not obligated to play anybody. No, you're not. You're not. If you want to call them a healthy scrap, like do, yeah, do whatever you, are, you have. You, you are obligated to play to pay out the contracts, and all of them yeah. are on expiring deals anyway. Yes. Uh, so I believe all RFAs. Yeah. So um, I think. So, so that's that part of it. And uh, every single player's lawyer, I said we heard from four of them yesterday, all in sequential order. Uh, but we'd heard from Formington's uh, lawyer on Tuesday, I think. And then, of course, this year, this week, um, Tuesday, last week, this week, we heard from the rest of them. They all um, are saying we're going to rigorously defend it and blah, 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 blah. Um, and really what I think is going to happen for a while is this is going to go quiet. Um, and I think people need to prepare for that because after Monday, after Monday, Monday we have a press conference. Yeah, we got the London be a huge deal. The London PD, and so Gary Bettman's got his his State of the Union on, which is he usually does for the All Star Game Saturday, Friday, no, Friday at noon, Friday. and then London. The London PD say they're going to do a press conference Monday, they but they have yeah they anticipate, but they haven't confirmed a time, so we don't know. Um, and and I think all of this is to say, first off. Of all the weeks of the year for this to happen, this is the NHL's worst nightmare. This is like pretty much slam dunk proof. Uh, the NHL has no say in this matter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. No, they definitely shouldn't. But like anyone who ever had that theory, uh, this should be that theory walking out of your ears. Right. Yeah. And if you're expecting much from Gary Bettman on Friday, don't. He's a lawyer. He'll say the matter's before the courts. We can't comment on it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all he can say. Uh, and, there, and there will be a bunch of journalists asking him questions, but he'll say they're on indefinite leave. We can't say anything or do anything. We can't interfere. And, and that, they can't. And once, you know, so Bettman's going to answer questions and uh, the London PD will have a press conference. I'm not sure if they'll be fielding questions. And then the All-Star break will end. Mm-hmm. Teams will return from their bye weeks uh, inevitably because uh, not everyone has the same bye week. And then there will be the local questions. And specifically, uh, the Calgary Flames, uh, whenever 
whenever their management makes themselves available to the media, that's going to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because yesterday, well, I got the statement for you if you yeah. want. Am I jumping the queue here? Yeah, you are, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to go there yet, uh, but I'm well, good. No, I'm no. good to do. I'm good to go there. No, Adam, you're good at planning shows. You do. Well, <laughs> well, I just I think so. I, I wanted to talk about the NHL situation first, right? Because sure. I want I want people's expectations. Uh, I know the feeling of wanting justice like that. The reality of justice in the system is that it takes a long time and it's slow. And oftentimes you don't get what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is it's supposed to be slow. It's built into the system because, you know, in the past, when we've had quick justice, we've been wrong. And the whole thing about this situation is and every every court situation is things are supposed to be slow. They're supposed to be methodical to make sure that they're absolutely right on well, and it gives defense t- defenses time to prepare their defense. It gives the crown time to prefer- prepare their arguments, and off we go. And what happened several years ago? The London PD investigated this. It was very quick. They went, "There's not enough evidence to press charges," and they moved on. Mm-hmm. It becomes a high-profile story. They investigate it for I think over a year, mm-hmm. and then they said, "Never mind. There is enough evidence to press charges." And now. Five of these guys have had to surrender to London police. Now, the, the, the organization that currently looks the worst here is the London police. Uh-huh. Make no mistake. Underrated. Yeah, like, like Hockey Canada. Well, okay. Hockey Canada wins on that one. But the London police, um, it's, been, it's been very, very interesting to hear the, the, the coverage of the London police because um, I understand that evidence can come forward later on. And we'll see what evidence they dug up that they maybe didn't have access to in 2018. But I think everybody should be within their rights to be suspicious of any form of power. And I think you have the right to be suspicious of the investigation that was conducted in 2018. I think that you have every right to have a ton of questions for these guys as to what changed in the five years between. There's a five-year delta between the start or the end of one investigation and the start of another. Why was it, was it really the civil case that brought this back? Probably. So if it's so why what did you find out? Did you go back through the text messages and find something? Did you what else what else did you learn? And that's what I'm going to be looking for because if we find out that all of or most of the evidence was available at the time, there's going to be an enormous backlash. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be hard to pass 100% judgment until there's an outcome in the trial. Yes. But um Right now, like, listen, I'm not a policing expert, but going from there's not enough evidence to press charges to there is enough evidence to press charges is, I mean, it's the London police correcting a mistake, but it's also them admitting they made a mistake. Well, and that's the thing is that I want to know on the press conference, are they saying we didn't do a good enough job? Did something new emerge? Like, what is that? That's going to be fascinating. That's what I'm going to be looking for. Fascinating. I think in all this as well, like you brought up Hockey Canada and like they're they're skirting a lot of this PR nightmare right now because they they went through it with obviously they, they were in front of parliament and they fired their entire board and brought in all these new people. But still, now that the case is becoming is now back into the news cycle. Hockey Canada should also be held liable for all of this in the conversations that we're having. There's a really good chance a lot of those fired people, by the way, are subpoenaed as witnesses. Oh, yeah. Like, they'll be, uh, come 2026 or whenever the trial happens, like, they'll be back involved in this. But for Hockey Canada, like, the onus 
right now for them should not be trying to stick out of the trial. You know, it seems like they're keeping quiet, so they're not being associated with any of this. The NHL is kind of holding the burden here, but they should be out in front of this saying, we're doing these things for sexual assault victims. We understand this trial is going on right now, and we're saying these things. We're going to put out this statement and, and condemn the acts and everybody involved. And I wish there was more pressure on them to get involved so that we know we keep getting we need to be keep reminding what heinous acts they did way back in 2018 when they took um funds from people's hockey registrations to pay off to pay off this case now here's here's where i think they're restricted and everyone involved is restricted that's under the assumption that everyone involved did something wrong which obviously the player's defense uh, will fight against. Mm -hmm. So we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing that. Well, why are you doing that? I think... Because you covered something up, and their argument is there's nothing to cover up, we did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. I think if they were... If if they were truly like pie in the sky stand up individual organization, they would admit that they, they, they did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's that's like... I'm I'm living in fantasy land. Yeah, that that can't yeah. happen. But I I love that world that you're living in. Jeff. I that's but. that's. Uh, but I'm gonna express that that's what I would love to happen. You know, they would say we did something wrong. Mm -hmm. Or regardless, I don't care how this trial uh, plays out. Like if Hockey Canada came out and said something like that, like mm -hmm. we were wrong in that instance, and this is everything we're doing to try and make good for that wrong. This would be a good time for that. I think. Yeah. I know they rebuilt the board and fired everybody and all that, but like. You, you still have to take, if you're the new board, you still have to take yeah. responsibility for the history is, of the of the company or the organization. Not where's Hockey Canada coming out and being like, this? we're different now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, because it, they are. Here's the idea. People. You don't need to do a good thing because you did a bad thing. You can just say, we're doing this good thing now. Yep. We're going to support this. We're going to support that. You don't need to say, we're, I don't know, is making amends the right term? Like, you can just... Do good in the world. You don't need anyone's permission. Yeah. Drew just texted the group. He's like, can Hockey Canada comment on the settlement anymore with the NDAs? Well, maybe they can't comment on the settlement, but they can comment on their uh, uh, their part in the behavioral structure yeah. generally, even if they could. I don't know how, how far NDAs. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. You can, you can go say whatever you want. Yeah. Like, no one's stopping you. Yeah. Well, it, so here's the other thing I was thinking about on my, on my drive home. I was taking my kid to swimming lessons, mm -hmm. and I was thinking about it while... Um, you know, I was reading the article and, and as I've got swimming lessons with Everly, the Rick article drops, right? What so level is she at? She's going into preschool four because she just passed preschool three. Hey, like congratulations. So we know. So that's, you know, we're going well. <laughs> Still don't know if she could actually swim on her own, but uh, <laughs> oh. at least she's dunking her head underwater like they need. The <laughs> videos of on TikTok of parents just throwing their children into pools. I, I respect the, the, uh, you know, the cojones that it takes to do that wouldn't be me, man. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be me. It's uh, Leo's a huge water baby mm -hmm. and uh, it's he's not afraid of any of it. And he likes the little boy roughhousing and everything. So, like, I'll give him a F5 into the pool. And yeah, it's, no, it's, that's it's great. Awesome. That's great. Oh, it's yeah. the best. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to Everly swimming lessons. And I, you know, you're sitting with all the parents pretending that you don't know each other and you're you're looking at your phone or whatever and I'm I'm reading the article and all I can think is I'm thinking about the time. I'm thinking about this incident occurs in 2018. 
which means likely, as Rick says, we don't get a trial till 2026, which means likely the trial, depending upon when they do jury selection, because remember, they got to oh. get they got to get to court, set a trial date. Yeah. Then they got to do jury selection, which on a high profile case can take a while. I've, I've done jury duty before. Uh, and the only reason I got out of it was because the judge let me off because I had a vacation literally the week that they were going to do the trial. Uh, and and it, it then I sat in a room by myself or in a group of people sat in a room for four days until I sat at the bench and the and the judge and and the prosecution and the defense defense interviewed me. That's what they do with each jury member, and so that's going to take some time. And then you're going to set the court date. You're going to have the trial. Who knows how long the trial is going to take? Remember, super high profile. Are they going to try these players together all at once, which they can do? Or are they going to try them all separately? I think it's very interesting that they all release separate statements from their separate legal team and all of the statements were different. Well, I think that that's just based on whatever law firm's doing that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I wouldn't read too much into that. No, it's, it was just odd to me that like they they didn't have a message. Well, no, because I don't think they're unified on this. Yeah, they didn't all like retain the same counsel. Yeah, yeah and I think not a, they're not defending themselves as a group. So apparently, what can happen? And I'm actually I'm I'm working on finding somebody who knows a little bit more about this. But apparently, what can happen is the the crown can push for them all to be tried together. So all those legal teams that they've all hired separately will work together, or it can be tried separately. So so let's say even in the best case scenario for timing purposes, they're all tried together. Mm -hmm. Then the person, the victim in this case, has to go up and, and their identity will be hidden, but they have to go up and they have to do this. And then you maybe don't even get the trial finished in 2026. And then you got to wait several months for sentencing in certain cases. So this could be a nine to 10 year process for this person. They're that, gonna be like, that's gonna the be part like that I'm not hearing enough about. This person mm -hmm. who went through this thing, right, mm -hmm. who was paid millions of dollars to quote go away for hockey canada is going to have to wait till 26 27 and if things go super long 28 do do we discuss um the difference between civil and criminal well i mean a lot of people are not understanding that well civil is more um that's more uh like you're suing somebody criminal is the crown as in the the we call it the crown here because we are uh, I don't even know where but it's it's basically it relates back to the queen or the king or whatever but the government yeah is is going after somebody for something that happened criminally she did not the alleged victim did not charge these players with this crime no the she did Brown did that's right this is the settlement that happened I think 2021 completely separate and completely the, separate matter and it's very likely that the crown is going to need her testimony in order to uh, get a get a conviction here. So if yes. so, think about the time where like this is a potentially ten year nightmare for this person, mm -hmm. and that that to me is is a crime on top of a crime, right? Right. You know, obviously there was enough on the civil side of things for for Hockey Canada to pay three million dollars. It was filed in like April of 2022. They paid it in May. And that's when that's and in between that time, Rick broke the story. So so you got to think, think about what's going on here. That part for me is is the story, again, that's underreported. This is a huge amount of time that this young person's life has been sucked into a vortex. Yeah, it's horrible. And uh, 
had they done a thorough enough investigation, and I suspect that they didn't in 2018, right now, how could you blame me for suspecting that? Maybe this could have been reduced. Well, the who, which, which player had the statement that said, "Oh, these claims are from five years ago or whatever." Yeah, there was a. It was a. That's what a lawyer is going to do. I Don't know. take the lawyer's statement as anything. It's it's the lawyers being lawyers. It's yeah. got. It's. I know it's lawyers being lawyers, and they're doing their job. But how does that not make your blood boil? Oh yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I wouldn't. I would on an emotional level for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like when Batman says something, you're like, you understand why he's saying it, but you can still be upset at it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know? fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I did. I did look at this. Uh, maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree, but like, these guys are going to have the best defense teams money can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, went on. <laughs> I did what any other clueless hockey person would do when covering the story. I went to Cap Friendly. Um, Alex Formanton, career earnings of over 1.5 million. Dylan Dubé, over 6.4. Carter Hart, um, nearly 9.6. Uh, Cal Foot, 2.6 mil. And uh, Michael McLeod, uh, 3.75 mil. Uh, totaling career uh, earnings of just shy of 24 million mm-hmm. uh, between these guys. So they're going to have the best lawyers money can buy. They are. Uh, I would also say that the Ontario government is has got both eyes squarely on this case, yep. and um, there are a lot of people working in the Crown Attorney's Office who are brilliant lawyers, and they are willing to accept less money to be on this side of it. There's lots of people who are in that community who, you know, because frankly, yeah, you get paid well as a lawyer working for the government, but relative to what you could make in private practice, it's like, 30 or 40% less in some cases. And so there are a lot of people with a lot of scruples and a backbone, and they are going to put their best forward. The Ontario government is going to put their best team on this, for sure, no question. Because uh, they need they need to show, hey, we we got this. We, we, we The public needs to be able to trust the, the prosecution so, and the Crown. So that's important. This is provincial court? Uh, I don't... I, I would imagine that there's... Some sort of, I don't, to, to know that, I'd have to go to law. <laughs> I think right, that's okay. a little but, outside. But well, even, well, yeah, even, saying the even if it is district, right? right. It, it's, you're going to, the Ontario government controls it. And they're going to go, okay, well, we're, who's the best person that is right. allowed to be on this case? Right. Okay. Of course. And so uh, now that brings us to the Calgary Flames. Now, Dylan Dubé last week left the Calgary Flames. A lot of a lot of players left their teams or a lot of these guys left their teams last all week, but you did. saw all of them, yeah. yeah. But but Carter Hart left for an indefinite leave of absence and Philadelphia said we will not have a comment at this time. Mm-hmm. That's all they needed to say. The Calgary Flames statement uh was different because it said that Dylan Dubé was leaving for mental health reasons and that you can read it. Okay. He, he Dylan Dubé has been granted an indefinite leave of absence uh, from the team while he attends to his mental health. Dylan is under the care of health professionals, and we request that Dylan's privacy is respected during this period. Now, what's interesting about this, obviously, is the mental health thing. Uh, but more than that, it it coincided with Oliver Shillington coming back for the first time in 18 months. Mm-hmm. Yes. And did. a bunch of players on the team were like, wow, good for, good for Oliver and good for Dylan. For going out there, there were players on record saying... He he's looking after himself, and I'm glad he's doing it. And a lot of people were okay. That's great. Now the Flames to, uh, yesterday said we now have become aware of the charge of sexual assault that has been laid against Dylan Dubé. We take the matter very seriously because the matter is now pending legal proceedings. We will have no further comment at this time. We had no knowledge of pending charges at the time of Dylan's request for a leave of, a leave of absence uh, when it was granted. So so here's what the Flames are trying to get you to believe. 
And it's your it's your choice whether you believe it or not. They want you to believe that they had no knowledge of this, even though it's been a topic of conversation for 18 months. There are only 20-something players selected to that team. And Alex Formanton, we Who knew had, the charges were coming. He was, I think, 23 years old coming off a 17-goal season on a team that was not doing well and was mysteriously... Never got re-signed in not Ottawa. Not re-signed, and they couldn't trade him either. Weird. It's very odd. I, I don't know a lot of teams, and he's also wicked fast. Yep. So Alex Formanton, who his coach once called him faster than McDavid, I do. Remember Seventeen that. goals. Yes. Can't get a job in the NHL. Hmm. That's suspicious. It's a little odd. And if you're if you're the Calgary Flames, even if this is what Dylan Dubé's people tell you, right? The agent says he's got he needs mental health. He's in the care of professionals. Whatever. If you're the Flames, you say, well, this player was a member of the World Junior Team. We know the Chargers are coming. How about we just say? He's taking a leave of absence, and that's what we're going to say. I don't understand what the need for was to put out the giant mental health statement. They could have just said he's requested a leave, and it has been granted, and you move on. Why did they have to go this extra mile to yeah. say that he need, he's speaking with mental health professionals and all that kind of stuff? Like, What was, what was necessary about that? I'm prepared to believe they didn't know it was coming now. I'm prepared to believe that. I'm not prepared to believe they didn't know that this could come at any moment. I 100% believe that this is the reason he told them he was leaving. You know, he said they're taking a mental health leave, you know, all that yeah. stuff. I don't understand what their need was to announce that to the world. Well, well, Jesse. It could have so, been his agent saying, please announce this. But the Flames, know. the Flames had a choice not to do that. So wait. So wait, though. The Flames putting out their statement last night. Saying we're not aware, blah blah blah. blah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, basically walking back their statement about mental health. Is that not the Calgary Flames accusing one of their own players of lying to them? That's how I interpret it. Am I mistaken? That's what. Uh, yeah, they're saying they were misled. Now, yes, guys, which I think they have to admit at this point. It's they been, didn't they say have, that. They have to admit that they were misled. Else, the other side of it is awful. They didn't put that in writing. They just kind of went, "Oh, we didn't know." We're as surprised as oh, you are. Guys, guys, we've been hearing rumors since this summer. The oh, team, long before this. No, but but we've been hearing rumors, not about who the players were, that the charges were dropping. Oh, mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm. we, heard, we heard in August that teams were told to prepare for a, a tough PR situation, mm -hmm. is how it was communicated to me. In August. In August, guys. Yeah, but it, and and so, so the idea that Calgary wouldn't be like, well, this is a little suspect. no. Regardless of even like the London PD charges, the NHL is currently still doing an investigation on this. Like Gary and his his guys are doing an investigation on this the 2018 situation. Could why is why is you're not just your logic there one to one? Mm -hmm. And uh, I gotta I. I was looking through again, cap friendly. I don't know why uh, it it was my instinct to to go there, but they have all the information. Um, Cal Foot was signed to a contract by the New Jersey Devils on August 9th, right? So it's not just the Flames, it's not just Dubay. You know, a, a lot of people are confused as to where the NHL falls into this. What is going to become a huge story and a scandal, depending on how this all plays out, is 
who knew what and when. So the Calgary Flames releasing that statement yesterday, it's putting their flag in the sand. It like if you're the type of person who takes them at their word, fine. Fine. But that's them putting their flag in the sand saying we didn't know, and I tell you what, it better not fucking come out that you knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like what did they know? Well, I don't I great think, question. That's, that's I don't why know. I'm like I don't I don't know if that's going to be like a scandal. No, I think it's plausible deniability. I think I think everybody can make reasons cuz they don't they actually don't know what the London police are investigating. I think you can look at the 2018 roster and be like, "Hey, we have guys on our team there. Let's be extra cautious and that sort of stuff." And there's always plausible deniability as Adam just said. Well, well, let's be extra cautious. How how can you be extra cautious? Well, I think you don't let the player control the narrative. Yeah. You right? don't bring back Formanton. No, but like Oh no, I mean Dubé. I mean, yeah. no, so but this, I mean, in general, with, yeah. the, with the roster. So th- this is what I'm saying. Teams, maybe it's just individual teams operating under their own prerogative. Uh, some guys had a bunch of 2018 members and got rid of them all as fast as they could. Mm-hmm. Tampa. And, uh, you know, others were just like, here's a hockey player. And nothing's happened yet. So we're just going to roll with it. Yeah. We're going to give this guy a contract on August 9th. He's going to play in the minors for us for $350,000. That was Cal Foot's minor league salary. When we call him up, which they did several times or at, at least once for a, f- a cup of coffee, he'll make 800 or whatever it was. I just, it's a potential scandal, not necessarily a scandal, what could come out and what I think a lot of people are suspicious of, and this is why I'm bringing it up. Okay. People are highly suspicious that at least one team had some knowledge that something was coming involving one or more of these players and just carried on business as usual. And I think that's, that is one of the potential scandals here Mm -hmm. as it pertains to the NHL. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think I think that uh, um, the Flames. I think you got right a right to be upset with the Flames. They clearly mishandled it. Um, uh, you don't let Dylan Dubé's people tell you what statement to write in this situation. You you have a you have a cloud of suspicion. It doesn't matter that the player says mental health. Don't devalue that uh, by saying mental health when you don't actually know. And and that's that's the problem for me is that they let his representation, tell them what to say. And then they go and they claim, well, we were misled guys. You're smarter than that. Even if you were misled, you're smarter than that. And that's, I don't know if the Calgary, I don't think the Calgary flames are like, yeah, I sure hope this goes under the radar. I really have a hard time believing that the flames are, are, are like that. I think that they let the player control the narrative and they shouldn't do that. You got to protect your own brand. You're the Calgary flames. You must protect that logo uh, and, and, and from, from shit like this, it's an unforced error is, is kind of, I think what it comes down to. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, uh, we've got, um, we've got the, like I said, the Batman press conference on Friday, the London PD likely Monday, uh, that will be one of the most watched press conferences of all time. And I can't wait for nobody to pick it up and carry it. Uh, cause no. that happens all the bloody time in Canada. It drives me crazy. I, I don't think not in this case. You think yeah. So? I don't think there's a shot of that. I know a lot of people are very untrusting of the big networks here. Oh and no, I don't think the big network. I don't think, I think it's literally like they've kept it. Uh, they've kept it sort of, well, I'm not sure because I think they don't necessarily want it. 
no, covered. I think it'll be... I think Bell and Rogers and CTV and Global and all the other... I think they want this covered. I think they want to be all over this. I think it'll be on City. It'll be on CP24. It'll be on, uh, I assume, the Sportsnet site. TSN. And all of that. Here's hoping. I'm hoping. So uh, that's what we know right now. Uh, obviously, things will unfold, but I do, I do want to leave you with this. Don't expect anything quickly. It's going to be a real long road. It'll be years. Um, we're going to make a, a bit of a turn here. Um, a couple of things. First off, it's emerged late last night and early this morning that the Rangers' Capo Caco is on the trade block. Ooh, who said that? Well, the insiders on Insider Trade. <laughs> Mr. Ooh, Darren Dreger. Yeah. Now, what do we think about this? This is a guy that really hasn't panned out. Uh, Lafreniere has cooled off quite a bit, too, but he's yeah. had a better year. Um these are two guys the Rangers really, really needed to step up and be a part of what they were building. You know, when they signed Panarin and they were a non-playoff team, the reason they did that is because they're like, we're going to move quick. And it hasn't really worked out. Players like Lafreniere and Kako are so hard to manage from like an expectations standpoint. Kako was drafted second overall. Lafreniere was drafted first overall. But you can't run your team with that number hanging over you or, or weighing you down like a boat anchor. Mm -hmm. You got to do what's best for your team. How good do you expect this player to be? How good is this player now? How much of a fit are they for you now? Um, and like, are they disappointing for a first overall pick? Are they disappointing for a second overall pick? I think you can be disappointing for a first overall pick and for a second overall pick and still be a very effective player. Yeah. So there's all these things weighing in. Like, I, I don't think a lot of Rangers fans want to deal either of those guys um, because of the number there, because of who could have been drafted in their place. Yeah. Because of it hurts what they could be and what they could be for you is a trade chip. And the other thing here is the Rangers are in a real tough spot. Like, should they be contending? Hell yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I, I thought they should have done better last year. They should be going for it. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, if, if you're looking at the Metro, how do you not think you can come away with that division if you're the Rangers? Oh, you 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 should own it. You, can th you should definitely think you have a very good chance of coming out of that division. That puts you in the final four, and then all bets are off. And, you're, and, and going into the season, your biggest rival in terms of skill is New Jersey, and they fell, fell off. They fell injuries off and injuries and, and Pang, Pittsburgh hasn't been good. Washington's been weird. Washington's uh, the been Islanders weird. had to fire their head coach. Like there's, this is their division. Carolina's playing great. Uh, can't, can't stop. Make a save. Like it's the opportunity is there, and they just lost Philip Hedl. Oh, for the whole season. Yeah, that's the panic with Kako right now is that you need a couple centers if you're realistically looking at the Rangers roster. And they're at the point in the like, if you're still thinking about how they released the letter about how they're doing a rebuild and then they've gone through the rebuild and then all of a sudden they're back good again. They've reached the ceiling of their players and it seems like the roster that they have currently constructed and they need some sort of shakeup to take them to another level. And when you lose uh, a center like Heedle, it looks like. Sean Monahan or Elias Lindholm need to become Rangers so that they can just keep this window of contention open and your your guys who are aging out of this this rebuild here are going to remain with the team and hopefully go on a Stanley Cup run. And yeah, like you guys are saying, your window of opportunity is right there. So 
Kako becomes the expendable piece, a number two overall pick from a couple of years ago. But time moves so fast. Yeah, you know, he's been in the NHL for quite a while now, and he's played full seasons. And so that's five the trade tri- yeah. five seasons. That's the trade trip you got to use so that you can support the rest of the roster and hopefully contend this season. And speaking of time, Artemi Panarin, eleven point six not getting million. younger. He is thirty two years old. Man, he. He's played 49 games this year. He played 82 last year. He already has more goals than he did last year. He had 29 last year. He's already at 30, plus 36 assists. He has 66 points in 49 games. Mm-hmm. At 32 years old, he's going to turn 33 at the beginning of next season. He might be just as good, if not better, next year, but that's not where the smart money is. Right. The smart money is this is the best version of Artemi Panarin you're ever going to have. And that's it. Chris Kreider is approaching the back nine. Mm-hmm. Zabanajad, like all these guys who you remember getting Pro-check. drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they have a lot of guys entering and tail end of prime. Even Shesterkin is 28. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, and it doesn't feel like that because goalies are weird. They really got to contend. Well, I, I think they really need to go for it this year. I think the wrinkle, too, is that there is something tantalizing about Capo Caco. He had 40 points last year. That's really not That's bad. A good depth winger. Yeah. And his ice time has gone down by two, almost two full minutes under Peter Laviolette per game. He's got five goals and an assist this year in 28. And I think it's very apparent that he's an RFA at the end of the year and they haven't worked out some sort of extension yet. It's it's that's unfortunately for the Rangers and how they've built this team. Everybody that they've drafted to support the older guys hasn't really worked out that great. Yeah. You know, if you look at laugh, if you look at Kako and it's time to move those pieces to get guys in, that'll help you contend right now because your windows are closing. Exactly. And I think you look at um, uh, you look at what Montreal has on offer. Obviously, the Rangers in Montreal have been linked because of Sean Monaghan, right? Sean Monaghan's had a good year. There, It was funny on that insider trading segment. They're like, well, they haven't ruled. The Montreal Canadiens haven't ruled out talking about an extension with Monaghan. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Right. Yeah, like Sign him in the summer yeah. if it's that important to you. No, go get your first round pick. Exactly. But well, if you are the Rangers and you know that the Rangers and the Canadians friend offices hate each other, Right, <laughs> like Is I don't it? think they get. Oh, I don't yeah, think they, they get along. St- they can still make trade. They can still make a trade, and that's yeah. going to be fascinating. I'm wondering about um, if if you include Kako in a deal like that, mm-hmm. does it allow for New York not to give up a first round pick, and then they can go. And like maybe they give up their second this year, which is the last second that they have for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Give up the second and Kako. I don't know if that gets the deal done. I'm just throwing it out there and whatever else you want to throw in there. And then you could take that other first first rounder and deal that for another center. So because you probably need to. All yeah. we know about Sean Monahan is whatever teams pay for him is going to be too much. That's, yeah, that's, and that's not to denigrate his season, which has been good. No, but how about this? How about this? Let me let me let me throw this to you. Um, Sean Monahan's going to be what third line center, right? Third line center. I think so. Yeah, on a what, good team, he should be. What it, would the th- would a first round pick and a recent third round pick prospect be a reasonable price, or is that too much? I don't know. 
I, I, I actually don't know what the market is. The so, market apparently is really hot on him. So maybe, maybe, maybe it would. The reason I use that as an example is this trade was looked at as crazy at the time. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks in 2015 traded Klaus Dahlbeck, who was at the time a recent third round pick, and a first round pick in 2015 mm -hmm. for Antoine Vermette. I remember that deal. And he was their third line center. I don't really think he played much higher than that. I can't remember if they had a ton of injuries on that run, but I feel like most of them were on the back end. That's one of those deals that is only worth it. There, there are so many deals that were not very good, but they won. So you don't care what the price was. That was when they were playing chemo team and in like four minutes a night. It was because they needed to dress six. They had, I, I want to say Jalmerson was hurt. So they were basically down to Keith Seabrook and like Oduya. Yeah. And uh, another one, the Bruins getting Caberlet in 2011. Low key, that trade sucks. They won. Who yeah. cares? Who cares? They won. They won. So Rangers fans, I need you to get real good and comfortable with being uncomfortable here. Because I think the Rangers got to make a move, and it's going to feel like too much at the time. And the hope is that you come out of it on the other side uh, with rings. I think they. Yeah, have I think that's what they want. Yeah. I think. I think going forward is is what Rangers fans want here. Like sitting around and doing nothing doesn't help the team. You they, go and you pay whatever it takes to to win because you're not going to have these uh, these opportunities all the time. If the playoffs began today, the Rangers' first opponent, Rangers' first round opponent, would be who? Is it a wild card team? Yes. Oh shit. Oh no, it. it's the Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Ah! <laughs> uh, Hilarious. Because uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are ahead of them, although the Lightning by points percentage are way behind. Dude, I'll um, take that. Uh, Dude, the, do we get a break from playing teams in this freaking division? It'd be nice, but we're not going to because uh, we're ahead of Tampa. Not, but not Columbus. with New York being where they are, I can't believe Carolina is still in this with the goaltending they've had. Mm -hmm. um, with New York. If they are able to play a wild card team, it's somebody from it's either it's either Tampa, Toronto, or Detroit likely that they're going to play. Mm -hmm. If they somehow lose the division lead to the Carolina Hurricanes, which is entirely possible because of the Canes and they're solid, um, then they're playing the Flyers. Do you want to play John Tortorella's team? Oh, oh, what a great story there! Well, like. I don't know if you want to play Tortorella in the playoffs. I've, I've seen my team play him, and he, he's suffocating to play against. I mean, And imagine Flyers fans getting a dunk on Rangers fans, how much they'd love that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying, if I'm New York, I need this division. You're this writing year, off a lot division. of teams. Well, who like, do you think would jump in? Kyle Dubas is going to come to your house one day, Adam, and like spit in your water. Yeah, and he's going to be like, yeah. Stuff. You were right. My team is not a playoff team. No, like watch <laughs> out, watch out for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the second half. They're right there. They're in a position for a playoff spot. Well, they're four, three, and three in their last ten. So. That's exactly where we want them. Yeah, they got <laughs> they got three games in hand and are six back. Oh well, they have more points in their last ten than the Leafs. No, uh, more than Detroit. No. Oh, more than the Islanders. There you go. So you can. Be uh, the closest team who missed. The Dude, imagine New York. Of the second closest. Imagine team. New York because their last ten is how they're going to play for the rest of the season. Yeah. That's how last ten works. That's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's how it works. You didn't know that? Yeah. Uh, no, they can't win more games. That's they can't. impossible. Simply can't. Yeah. No. Uh, man, the Washington Capitals have really fallen off, eh? 
just where they were right now. I didn't like, even see them on. They're the- underneath the penguins. Oh dear. Um, the uh, the other one that I'm I'm fascinated by are the Islanders. Um, currently five points out of a playoff spot. Uh, negative a billion goal differential. Yeah, but negative twenty three actually. Like, how'd you pull that? But off? if they get in, like, how are you there? If they get in, though. That's not a team you want to play. What's the record for worst goal differential to ever make the playoffs? To make the playoffs in the cap era. I don't know. Do you know? They've got to be like right there. Probably. <laughs> They've got to be right there. Man, that'd be ugly. I wouldn't want to play them. Enjoy the Super Bowl like never before with BetMGM. Download and try the BetMGM app during the biggest Sunday of the NFL season. Even if you can't be in Las Vegas for kickoff, a huge variety of parlay selection features and player props make BetMGM the next big thing for Super Bowl excitement. I got Jesse and I got Drew in the room. I want heads. What do you, what do you, I want heads on the coin toss. Is that what you're taking? Yep. I want heads. Okay. All right. Steve, what do you, would you take heads or tail? Are you doing, are you doing the, the, uh, the anthem bet? Are you doing the, like, what, what would you go with? Oh, I do like an anthem. Like the, the over under on the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I know anything about the game. I do like an anthem bet. Now, Drew and Stu, Drew does this as a show. Drew, uh, yeah, I think, uh, the best one right now is George Kittle MVP 70 to one. Not happening, though. Yeah, I think it is. If, if the San Francisco 49ers win the game, Purdy's not getting Drew, it. Someone else will. Drew's asking you to let your money on fire. Don't listen to him. But, uh, what about McCaffrey? Wouldn't he? There's a good bet, right? I think McCaffrey. I think Adam should host your show. Wow. Me. I'm, all, I'm all about the long odds. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, BetMGM is the official uh, partner of the National Football League in Canada. They're also the king of sports books. Uh, watch Super Bowl 58 with a Vegas vibe that you'll only get with BetMGM Sportsbook. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 19 years of age or older to wager. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have any questions or concerns about gambling, your gambling, or someone close to you's gambling, please contact Connects Ontario, 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. BetMGM operates pursuant to an operating agreement with iGaming Ontario. Don't applaud me. I didn't get it perfect. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the uh, unless you want to, do you want to move off the Rangers? Are we good to move off the Rangers? I I would ask Jesse. Jesse, yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I know you want to start a podcast that's specifically devoted to the Rangers. I think they should go for it. Like, go for uh, it. if if yes. trading Kako is what you got to do to go for it this year, you got to go for it. There's there's no better year to go for it than now. Uh, the Athletic conducted a players poll, and I do like when they do this. Um, uh, so. Uh, 181. Who's, who's underrated? Is it the same guy they've had the last four years? Well, first off, we'll start off with best player in the league. Who do you think got the top three votes? Like the most out of the top. Th- who's the top three in voting? Pierre Engvall. Not Pierre Engvall. Uh, it's got to be Connor McDavid, but, but I'm going to be spicy and say Nathan McKinnon. Oh, no, I asked for three. Oh. Three names. Oh, well, Connor McDavid. Nathan, Nathan McKinnon. Who would be the third? They're weird. I'm going to say Alex Barkov. Bark up. Yeah, because he's always the underrated player of the year, right? Uh, best player. It's either going to be Kucherov or Makar. And it's Kucherov. There you go. Hey. So McDavid, McDavid got 69%. McKinnon, nice. 16%. And Kucherov, 70, 7.8%. 7.18%. Oh, 7. I was like, yeah. 70? No. Wow, I blew it. Yeah, the numbers are crazy. <laughs> best goaltender in the league. Who's the, who are the top three? And by the way, I'm going to get four names from you guys because number three is a tie. Interesting. And we got this is voted on by the players. Uh, Sorokin. That's a good guess. Hellebuck. Joseph Wool. 
what? <laughs> um, interesting. Best goalies. Okay, Hellebuck, Sorokin. Tessie, who do you have? Yeah, let me. I'll let Steve give his, and then I'll give mine. Okay, I got mine. Okay. Give me four names. Jesse, do you have yours? Yeah, you want me to go? Yeah, hit him. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So number three, I think, is an easy one. Is the Boston tandem? Interesting. Is my guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Hellebuck is is a great one, Steve. And then number uh, the other one, I'll go with. It's a difficult one. I think the players love to go with. The uh, the name that might not be good now, but has the name brand to it. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with Shesterkin. Oh, interesting. So yeah. Shesterkin was fifth. Ah. Oh, um, sorry. Okay. The other thing about NHL players is they never update their answers. Vasilevsky. Yes. Ah. And Vasilevsky won 44.26%. Hellebuck number two at 15.3. The tie is between Sorokin, who you mentioned. Hell yeah. And Thatcher Demko. Ah! Oh, I thought it, I thought it had Demko. to be like a tandem. I would have thought That's it would have been Olmark and Swayman. got 4%. Swayman got 4.3%. Wow. Best Where, goalie in the league. Where's uh, UC Soros on that? UC Soros is 3.28%, just underneath other. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, can you read off the list in order? So Vasilevsky, 44%. Hellebuck, 15%. Demko, Sorokin, 7%. Just, just read the order. Shishterkin. Swayman, Other, UC Saros, Marc-Andre Fleury, Linus Olmark, oh. Jordan Bennington, uh, Jake Otter, and Aiden Hill. Excuse me? Yeah, Jordan Bennington. That means at 183 total Fleur? votes, more than one person voted for Jordan Bennington. He's had a rebound year. Fleury's, what, six? Yeah. Fleury's like a tandem goalie. I suppose you could say the same thing about Boston. The difference is they win all their games. Mm-hmm. You could just be voting for your guy too, right? Like yeah, it, it yeah, that's that. true. Ah, that's crazy. All right. <laughs> Drew, what's up? Uh, so you, you guys are wondering uh, the worst goal differential for a playoff team ever, so I was looking it up. Uh, the 1978-79 Vancouver Canucks made the playoffs with 25 wins and 42 losses. Uh, 75 goals, 74 goals uh, more against than four. And everybody <laughs> wants us to go back to a 21 or a 22 team league. If anybody tells you, if anybody tweets that ever again, shut up. Forever. Yeah, the NHL shut up watered ever. down. Oh, it's watered down. A team with f- almost 50 losses makes the fucking playoffs. I want fewer people to enjoy it. Stop it. Stop it. Shut up. More teams better. More teams, more jobs. Um, okay, 168 votes taken on. Who is the most underrated player in the league. I'm going to say... Give me the top three, by the way. Mm. Clayton Keller. I'm going to throw in there. Uh, something like... Philip Forsberg, maybe? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pick guys in like markets that are like sort of unsung. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that's a good uh, strategy. And like someone like, like Adam Pellick. Okay, Jesse. This is a hard. Let's go with Zach Hyman. Oh, it's a good, good one. Answer. Good one. Uh, oof. Let's see. All of the Avalanche, right, Drew? Everybody <laughs> on the Avs. Ryan Johansson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, underrated player in the league. Somebody oh, on Taves might be on. Somebody on the Flyers. Oh well. I'm, oh man, who's the guy who got the Selkie votes? It shows that he's underrated. I can't remember. Is it Cates? Is it Cates? So a flyer. You can't a, a flyer. You can't That's my answer. A flyer. Like Konyekny or who like who do you pick on the flyer? A flyer. A flyer. Okay, fine. Let him do it. Let him do it. And Andrew Kopp. Okay, so you guys are 
all you guys are wrong on the top three on all of them. Is it Barkov three times? Uh, it's it's so it's interesting. Other, I'm not counting it, but other is the winner with 22. percent Are you Actually, fucking serious? Yeah, Barkov is number two at 12.5. Uh, Sam oh Reinhardt God. at number three. That's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Braden Point at number four. Ranton at five. Uh, Zach Hyman is on the list. Jesse, you did get him. Hey, Braden Point and Miko Rantanen. Yeah, uh, those guys make like nine million dollars. <laughs> underrated. Yeah. And Clayton Keller did make the list. He got one point one nine percent of the votes. So at least I think that means two people voted for him. 168 nice. total votes. But there were so many individual choices that other wins. Other wins. Uh, like, uh. I God bless Morgan Art. Riley. I've told the story before, but last year, player media tour, I asked him that question. I go, who's the most underrated player in the league? And he goes, well, I assume everyone said Barkov. <laughs> and I go, you would be right, Morgan Riley. And he goes, so I'm going to say Zach Hyman. And then he whacks poetically. About hey, I Hyman. like that. But like, dude, like, asked, I love Pepsi. Yeah, do, yeah. Nice goal, Mo. <laughs> nice goal, Mo. And, and like, <laughs> play that commercial more, you guys. Just put it on TV more. I've never seen it. I like it. <laughs> I like that commercial. At least they're smiling. They that, most NHL players are not even smiling in the commercials. When <laughs> Riley scored against the Oilers, they should have played that commercial the next break with lasers coming out of Riley's eyes. I like they that. Played it like it happened. <laughs> you know, you just played over on the jumbo truck. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, fans would have been mad and also happy. Like, ah, it's the thing. It's yeah. the it's thing. The thing. It's they the did thing. it. Um, no, they've been saying Barkov for years. I was a little surprised Deneau didn't make the list. I love He's probably an other. He's probably. I love yeah. I, I agree. I think Deneau is one of the most. What else you what he does. Okay. That's most overrated game. player. Now, I'll, I'll be up front. Other did win. Okay. But who are the next three after that? Matthew uh, Kachuk is my number one answer. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, John Tavares, because he was one of the previous answers. Uh -huh. and mm -hmm. Again, these guys don't update their opinion. Okay. Um, so John Tavares, um, overrated, overrated. So you got Kachuk. You're saying Tavares. I need two more from each of you. Oh, okay. Quinn Hughes. <laughs> Quinn Hughes. <laughs> Drew yelled Quinn, Quinn Hughes. Hughes surprisingly didn't make the list. No. <laughs> what a uh, shock. Yeah. If it came down to plays in front of the net, he might have. Most this is so. Uh, I don't like this question. I don't like the negative. It's one. well, and I and I, I think that's it's why it only got a hundred votes. Yeah. Uh you stink. Oh, you bunch of babies. You bunch of stinky babies. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah. You don't want to call somebody in the NHL overrated if you're an NHLer. Like, um, yeah, that's why I'm like, it's hard to think about who they would disrespect. Well, who do you like, think is Jamie Ben? Like Eric Carlson's a great answer. Eric Carlson. There you go. Um, and. Overrated. Overrated. Hmm. hmm. A leaf, for sure. I mean, yeah. Shouldn't I just com continue to list leafs? Matthews Nylander. There Marner. is a le leaf on the list, but he's not even in the top 10. Morgan Riley. It's not Morgan Riley. Good. Okay. <laughs> okay, do you want me to just give you the answers? Yes. Uh, Eric Carlson, I think, is our collective vote. He might be on the other, but he's not. He does not appear on the list. The number one, two, and three after other is Zegris at 12.87%. Wow. Forever Zegris. Nurse okay. at 7.9%. going to say Nurse. Damn. And Jesse Blake, Matthew Kachuk at 6.93. Hey! Tied with, weirdly, Jason Robertson. See, Robertson, I understand more than Kachuk. Mm. 40 goal scorer, Jason Robertson. Goal merchant. Yeah, well. Goal merchant. Yeah, oh, no, the guy okay. just feasts on cheap goals. Uh, he, w he was... 
bonkers hot at the beginning of last season, and he's never really been the same. Mm-hmm. So other names on the list, Huberto, Ovechkin, Nugent Hopkins, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Patrick Lyonnais. Oh, sorry, Eric Carlson is on the list. At Dubois three is interesting. At 4%. Timo Meyer, Mitch Marner, Seth Jones, Jake Truba, and Evander Kane. I thought Marner might be on the list. That's interesting. That's interesting. But he got, like, no votes, right? Like, yeah, like, not like, yeah. like if you got... So the least amount of votes, like Marner would have got three votes because it's 101 yeah. votes. Like, what is uh, Seth Jones got two. Zegris got 13. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... I mean, for so, the yeah, players so that answer. Zegris is at the top of the list with 13 votes. Like, yeah. how overrated is? Do people actually think he is? Zegris, it's interesting. It's like hype versus accomplishments. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like, he, he scored several goals to make you go, ooh. Yeah. But like, what has he done? He's barely even had, like, banger regular seasons. He's also... Kind of new. He just got here. Yeah. His team He's team. also like, it's not fair to judge Trevor Zegris based on the Ducks. Like, everybody's like, ah, oh, he sucks. He hasn't done anything. I'm like, yo, but like, everybody sucks on the Ducks, I think man. Someone's mad they didn't get on the Has cover. Trevor yeah. Zegris ever had a winning season? No. No. Yeah. Like, like not even close. No. Without even looking. Uh, guys. Also, tons of injuries. 147 just votes like, for this one. Couple. Because players are, they're cowards. Mm. Who's the player in the league you'd most like to punch in the face? And by the way, number two on this list was other. So I'm going to ignore that one. Just name the top three. Uh, I'm going to say. It's who you think it is. Brad Marchand. Is on the list. Matthew Kachuk. Is on the list. Most like to punch in the face. But neither of those two guys. Our number one. I saw this as a tweet. Oh, you saw this as a tweet, yeah. so it's not fair. So, yeah. Steve? Michael Bunting? Michael Bunting's number four. Hey! Um, is Nick Cousins on the list? He's number one. Let's go! <laughs> 28.57%. Nick Cousins. Uh, Which you're like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of the players said, Nick Cousins will get a lot of right answers on this one. Uh, somebody said, I'm buddies with him, and I'd still say him, uh, <laughs> which is amazing. Very hockey uh, Also on the list, Bunting, Garland, Hathaway, uh, Brady Kachuk, Lomberg, Kadri, Fiala, Skinner, Zegras. But you're getting down into like 1% or 2%, right? Like nothing. Yeah. Nikita Zadorov's on that list. Uh, Evander Kane is on that list. But again, low votes. Who's the best ref in the game? Other is number three. But I'm going to tell you that. Wes McCauley got 53.3%. Kelly Sutherland with 18%. And a guy named Justin St. Pierre, who I honestly have never heard of, at 5%. So Wes is number one. Wes is number one. Worst rep where, in the game. Where on the list... Oh, okay. Maybe he's on this one. This is what's interesting. Oh, no. You asked the name. Where on the list is the guy who pushed Michael Bunting? Who's that? Oh, Dan Kelly. He's a linesman. Ah. <laughs> uh, worst ref in the game. I told you Justin St. Pierre was number three as best ref. He's number one as worst ref. Uh, 20, so they don't know. 30%. Steve Kazari at 13% and Wes McCauley, McCauley at 7%. Other was 10%. But Right. So, G, G, G. To know the names of the players on the list, let me guess. The shitbirds that do all the <laughs> fucking around love Wes and the skill players who aren't allowed to do their job because Wes doesn't do his mm-hmm. called him the worst. Uh, favorite road city to play in? Name the top three fun cities that you can think of. Vegas. Vegas, yeah, 100%. Florida, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I, no, because it's don't, not Miami. They don't play in Sunrise. downtown Miami. Yeah. 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 Nashville. Nashville is good. That's pick. number four. I'm asking so. for the top three. You already Ve- got one. Is Vegas, 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 one. number one. Yeah, yeah. L.A. That's number seven. Oh, wow, okay. Winnipeg. <laughs> no, not Winnipeg. That's number zero. 
It's above one. Um, New York. New York is on the list. They're number two. There's there you no go. Toronto's I got top two, Steve. You got to fucking pick up your boots. Toronto is on the list, but it's low. Oh. You got to get three. I got two. One New, or two. Uh, New, New York City? I already he said already that. said that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, Fun cities. Come on, guys. We sorry. went to one. It's between listening and thinking. I can't do both. That's yeah, all right. I, I had to choose. <laughs> uh, fucking. Uh, <laughs> Fun city, Steve. Fun city. Fun. Okay, we said Vegas. Yeah. We, we said, said New York. Nashville. Fun city. <laughs> Montreal. Yes. Hey. Montreal number three at 10%. So good. Yeah. Montreal rocks. Um, oh, yeah. Least city. Least favorite city to play in. Winnipeg. Uh, St. Louis. Winnipeg wins. Yeah. 41%. Uh, number two. Calgary. Hey. It's uh, Calgary's on there, but it's only five percent, so it's not in the top three. It's sixth. St. Louis is is there, but it's low. Actually, it's not even on the list. It's in other category. Ottawa. Ottawa's number two. Wow. It, Ottawa, to be fair to Ottawa, the arena is in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Yeah. You're, you can't go out yeah. if you're an NHL. Sucks. Like even though in the vans are like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like there's not even a sports bar in there's the There's a cornfield. Yeah. Uh, Arizona. <laughs> Arizona is fifth. Tempe, okay. Phoenix. Okay. Um. And the third least popular city. We got one and two, Winnipeg, Arizona. Number four surprised me, and it's Raleigh. What? I've never been. I've never been to Raleigh. I'm just surprised by that. Raleigh. Um, So what are we missing? I'm going to piss everybody off. Raleigh. It's Raleigh. Raleigh. Um, So we got Winnipeg, one. Ottawa, two. Number three, least favorite road city to play in. Mm. Not in Canada, if that helps. Mm -hmm. That does help. So we're thinking of like Minneapolis. You know, something. I like Minneapolis. Buffalo. Buffalo. Ah, Buffalo. Buffalo yeah. New York, I was thinking yeah. that northeast kind of eastern region. Where's yeah. it cold? You know. Anybody who got over 5% are these teams Winnipeg, Ottawa, Buffalo, Raleigh, Tempe, Phoenix, and Calgary. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I just thought I like the players' poll. I think it's fun. Is there no more? There is no more. Ah. There is no That was fun. Damn. Uh, that was fun. I, I could keep going with that. Um, uh, so the, uh, the thing about the Tempe Raleigh thing, this is where I want to transition. Um, Elliot Friedman was on the Jeff Merrick show. It's not 32 thoughts. It's the Jeff Merrick show. It's not 32 thoughts. It's the Jeff Merrick show that features Elliot Friedman most days, but it's not 32 thoughts. Don't to, get it confused. To be fair to Jeff, it's just one segment. On I know. Like I'm three just, hour radio. I show. still, I still, I just love yeah. giving sports that okay. shit. Um, it's, I'm doing this in fun. Okay. You thinking they don't they don't talk about that behind? I'm sure Elliot and Jeff are like this is kind of weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You just call it 32 thoughts of the Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> He's on one segment 30, on a show. 32 Jeffs. Um, 32 Jeffs. I think uh, the joke is misguided. The uh, <laughs> oh no, a joke like, that's not 100 percent accurate. <laughs> I don't know. The Adam Wild takes these days have been so far terrible, off. Terrible. Oh. Um, now, Freej, Jesse played this clip for me yesterday, but it's fascinating when you go check it out. Uh, Freej said to Jeff yesterday that. Um, the Arizona thing was supposed, there's supposed to be a plan by now. And this is the time when you want to make an announcement like that. And right now there's not even a piece of land. There's a bidding process that they'd like to be a part of. That's going to take some time on Friday during Gary Bettman's press conference. He last year, he expected, Oh, Friday of all-star weekend in Toronto. I'm going to present the world with what Arizona is doing with their arena come next season. On the yeah, he, I think he thought it was going to be the start of the season, obviously because the vote didn't go their way. But wait, did, what, what announce what? Everything's fine. <laughs> the situation's fine, and it's wrong to criticize it. Mm-hmm. Well, so then they have to take part in this bidding process. Then they got to win it. 
<laughs> then they got to secure funding. <laughs> then they got to secure permits. And then they got to go to the city and say, are you okay with this? Because you have to go get all that stuff no. first. And then you got to go to the city. And then city's got to vote on no. it. Just and so stay there. What's it's been, fine. What has changed in the Coyote situation that is different from before mm -hmm. is that the Coyotes didn't have, there was no other option for this franchise. Where is this going to go? But now there is. Salt Lake saying, hey, we're rich and we're here. And we want you. We want to expand or take a team. Now, it is a cash grab for the owners uh, because um, when, the, when, the, um, when those expansion fees are paid, um, the owners uh, get to pocket all that money, and that doesn't count as hockey-related revenue, so the players do not partake in expansion. They do not make any money off of expansion. Uh, it doesn't go towards the salary cap. It just goes right in the owner's pocket. Sure. So the owners, if this team moves to Salt Lake City, uh, the owners do not get the expansion fee, which I'm sure they won't like. Right. But here's what they will like. You get a team that is no longer a drag on your on your league. This team, and, I, and I, I, I'm not saying this to the fans of Arizona for this team, because God bless you, you're the, you're the best fans for in God's the sport. God's sake. You're the, still the fans are good. Mm -hmm. The players are good. I like the jerseys. <laughs> they play in a broom closet. So what? This isn't difficult. The what's happening is the NHL owners are having to subsidize the Coyotes because they're. It's not that they don't want to be profitable. It's that there's no way currently that they could be. There's not a chance. The sponsorship dollars aren't there. The arena is not there. The box seats are not there. The things that make a franchise. Uh, profitable, there's no business case for this team to make money as it currently stands. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, they can't figure out something with the, the, the new Suns owner, which I can't believe because this guy seems to be with it. Call the building what it is. It's a donut. It is. When you pop your tire, you throw on the shitty tire to get you to the place that sells tires. So This is not a long-term solution. Here's what Frege said, and this is the first time I've really heard him mm -hmm. put his flag in the earth on this one. Time is, time is truly running out. Time is, after 15 years, time is truly running out. And so, I think it'll be interesting, and CJ said this on the CJ show, if the Coyotes move, and let's say they move to Salt Lake City in this scenario, it won't, like, it won't be like the NHL won't go back to Arizona. It's like the fourth or fifth uh, biggest metro market in the United States. They have to have a team there. This is the tragedy of it all, right? So what's going to happen very likely, I think, is if things continue going the way they are and they still don't have a plan by the end of the season, what choice do the owners have but to approve a move to Salt Lake City? And then, in the next three to five years, you find an owner with the money and the plan. Maybe it's even the current group. Who, Who knows? Maybe it is. And, and, and they say, you guys figure this out and you're going to have to pay the expansion fee to bring it back. And then the owners are happy. And then you have an opportunity to do the funniest thing ever and call that team the Arizona Phoenix. <laughs> That's a great idea. Because they rise from, from the ashes. ashes. <laughs> I love that. That's a great idea. Call them the Arizona Phoenix and have them play in, not Phoenix. Yeah, Tempe. Tempe. Uh, the, uh, the Utah team, if it, uh, if it is a go-ahead, whether it's expansion or it's uh, relocation, uh, first off, the, the current owners of the Coyotes would have to agree to the sale, too. Uh, but they would be a Utah team, and they would not be a Salt Lake City team. So they'd be state representative, like the Florida Panthers. Oh, they're already thinking about the namings. Yeah, oh, like they're it. talking about Okay. Yeah. 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 So I it's, think— It's I th down the line. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that there's been calls. 
You think? I think that there's been calls. Yeah. And the uh, with the Phoenix Suns thing, uh, Matt Ishbia, the current owner of the Phoenix Suns who bought the team last couple of years, he has no interest in owning an NHL team right now as that's his kind of public line on it. And to the footprint center where the Suns play has no infrastructure right now for ice. Like it's it's a built as a basketball arena, so you'd have to retrofit the entire arena for ice. And I assume he would want somebody else to pay for that. He's not saying if Gary Bettman calls him up, his response is probably like, "I'm not taking your your shitty team that you need to get rid of, plus retrofitting my entire arena so you can support it there." So who's paying for this? Is is I think Matt Ishbia's answer to Gary. And Gary would be like, "You are." And he's like, no, I'm not yeah. buying your team and retrofitting my arena. So then he goes to the city and he's like, are you guys paying for this? And they would say and absolutely would say fucking no. not. Yeah. yeah so there's the complication with the sun just taking over the Coyotes. I, I cannot believe. Like, I just had like a flashback to us talking about this in that gray studio, that gray backup studio. 40 years ago. 40, 50 years ago. How are we still talking about this? How do they still not have a stable situation with a building in the ground? It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. And like at the end of it, I I do believe long-term Arizona, they're going to have a hockey team and it's going to be successful and hockey will grow there. I believe that. And there's going to be a lot of back padding going around and, and we I, told you, I don't think anyone involved deserves any credit, honestly. No. Um, oh, you made hockey work in a in a humongous market. Great. Uh, listen, it works in much smaller markets in the South. Like a, it, hockey should work in Arizona. Did Minnesota like hockey, stop liking hockey, and then like it again, or did you just not have <laughs> a stable situation with the North Stars, and then later on you were able to put a team there? And, and, it's, I, I think and it does well because people in Minnesota like it. Yeah. Is Atlanta a bad hockey market or have they just been screwed countless times with bad owners? Winnipeg. How Winnipeg. about Winnipeg? Yeah. Well, Did what, they stop liking hockey for like 15, 20 years? Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't have an arena and they didn't and the Canadian dollar and they didn't have a salary cap. And yeah. also they got an ownership group that can light money on fire. Yeah. Because yeah. their they corporate dollars still situation. aren't there, to be honest. They aren't. Yeah. They aren't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they if that team breaks even, uh, they're happy. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and and really, they own that team for the asset value. They don't own it for year-to-year -year profit. Yeah, like the NHL goes, you know you're not going to make money on this. And they go, yeah, we don't care. And they yeah. go, okay. Yeah. Because the value of the team franchises Here, are Here's going some up. gas and matches. That's go, go And I it. think if every city had that opportunity where just an owner is willing to light money on fire, a team would work. Because yeah. that's yeah. magical. You know, it's just money. Who cares? But what stayed constant the whole time is hockey's popular. Yeah. It's popular in all those places. Mm -hmm. It's, I think hockey. We've said it, we've been saying it for twenty hundred million years at this point. Yeah. Hockey will work in Arizona somewhere. It's just there's never been a stable situation. It's it's not that people don't like hockey there. It's that it's a pain in the ass, or was a pain in the ass to go to games. Now it's a pain in the ass because uh, it's a college barn. Mm -hmm. And like, remember we were talking about the cool atmosphere. Why didn't we pause to be like, hey, you know who has lots of money? College students. Like, this has always been asinine, and, like, I'm not going to be there at the victory parade when it happens because I just don't want to reward the people involved for fuck-up after fuck-up after fuck-up putting their fans through hell. 
Like anyone who's still a fan of that team. They're the, like I said, how could you not call them the best champs, in the league? Yeah. If they ever win the cup, oh yeah. Th- take all your remaining funds and use it to get your fans rings. Because they fucking deserve it. Mm-hmm. After the bullshit that you've put them if, through. If they're truly serious about um, keeping the team in Arizona, the only avenue I can see is is getting Ishbia on board by saying, we'll pay for it. Well, a new arena for him? Well, or, or, that's or, dead. You can, you can retrofit an arena with that stuff over a, a pretty short period of time. Like they did that with the, the Scotiabank Arena was already under construction and they were like, oh, let's put the Leafs in there too. Yeah. So and, the NHL is going to pay him hundreds of millions of dollars. If, if the NHL really believes this is a viable market, yeah. then it might be worth it. Because when you think about it in, in the long-term sense, you're not looking at this as like what it's going to do year one. You're looking at year 15. Mm-hmm. And I know Gary will be, you know, probably retired by then. Although you never know. Uh, man's in his 70s. You have to look at the business long-term case for this. If you think that there are TV rights and there are sponsors, and there are, there's a lot of money in Arizona. A lot of money. Sure. Then, you, then you spend the couple hundred million it's going to cost you. And you say, Matt, please take control of this franchise. Hmm. And and just and send out and, and do what you did with the Suns and send out a bunch of antennas to people's homes. Make sure people can see the games, mm-hmm. and I think it'll happen. Adam, do, do me a big favor. Reach up to your head, mm-hmm. pull that idea out. Mm-hmm. Here, give me it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Well, I, okay, but how it's, is that dude, different? It's not how happening. is that different from the NHL subsidizing the Coyotes year to year? How no, is it different? I agree with you. How I is it different from you. the NHL buying the Coyotes off of an owner 10 years ago and operating them for a couple of years? But that all happened, guys. Because, Adam, your idea is a good one, and it involves committing to something. They've bled themselves dry you know what we, over decades with half measures. I, I, got, a, I got the business case, okay? okay? You got the business case. Okay, you ready? Ready? So you say to Salt Lake pay the expansion fee and take one third of that expansion fee and give it to Matt Ishbia and go, please take this team and retrofit your arena. Thank you. I don't. 250 million? I don't think it's happening. It's going to be a billion dollar uh, expansion tax. The city city did the renovations uh, and they just closed in like 2022 (sighs) for what what they just built at the Footprint Center. You know, (sighs) and it's not not set up for hockey. So you're going to go back to a guy who has right now no interest in owning your hockey team and you're going to tell the city again, retrofit this arena that you just finished making a perfect basketball arena. Do it again. I'd be, like, I'd be like, Matt, I know really that's your possible. negotiating position, but you definitely want a non-profitable NHL franchise. I think, Come on. I think where you started this conversation is what's different in this case. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake City is right there now. Mm-hmm. They came out a couple weeks ago at the worst po- timing ever. Possible time. Yeah. <laughs> but at least it's there. Now there's a place you put the Coyotes temporarily as you figure out hockey in Arizona. We all thought like Houston could have been that, but it wasn't ever really. There's no there there. Now we know there's a there there. I'm a big fan of uh, old kid stories. And uh, this uh, reminds me a lot of the boy who cried, we're running out of time. Yeah. We're just going to be right back there in six months talking about the same. You don't think it's different? Shit. This feels a little different. I'll be, I'll be, I, you know what? It feels different to me, but mm-hmm. I just am not obligated to fucking care. Mm-hmm. Until they actually do something. I'm so sick of this song and dance. And their fans are too. Like, I'm not taking out my anger on the Coyotes or their fans or the state of Arizona or here. Let me go through the list. Sorry. 
Tempe, uh, Scottsdale. Their local media. You know those, that bullying Canadian media, what yeah, we're known it's for. Just, uh, uh, Arizona. Um, Ted. Ph- Phoenix. Ted. Ted. He's a guy who lives in Arizona. Oh, Ted. man. Why'd yeah. you be, do Ted like yeah. that? Uh, Breaking Ang- Bad. Angus. <laughs> they're they're kind of nearby. Yeah, it's New Mexico. Filmed in New uh, Mexico. New Mexico's kind of near the state of Arizona. So, yeah. Yeah. Breaking Bad. Mike Ehrman Trout. Yeah. Um, Saul Goodman. <laughs> Uh, Tuco Salamanca, but not not the wife. (laughs) Yeah, the most hated character in television. Skyler, no, Skyler 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 was. (laughs) Skyler was. She deserves this. you know that asshole raising her kids. By the way, I found her. I did find her annoying when I watched the series, but I didn't think she was the most hated character of all television history. In television history, (laughs) that one. She beat out Jar Jar Binks. Come on, I want to bring up the list. Who's ahead of who's below Skylar White? I think I think there's room for there to be valid criticism of the character and misogyny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's room for both. Yeah, I didn't like the character, but I I also recognize in a show you can't like everybody. Yeah, right? like, the most hated of all time. Yeah, and Walt's the good guy, and so was Tony Soprano, oh. and also Jordan Belfort. And uh, yeah, the obsession with the guy that ripped a hun- hundreds of millions of dollars off of people is is fascinating to me. There's like that he's somehow the hero. I'm like, this is crazy. I don't know. I don't. There know are not there. enough scenes in that show dedicated to. And here's all the people addicted to meth. Like there's there's one scene in that show where he has to walk through a meth house and he's sort of like, Ugh. yeah. Oh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I did that. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't. Care for the coyotes situation. I see. I see. Meth. It was I can't find the actual list, only an article on the list, but of a ranking of the most hated uh TV characters of all time, Skylar White finished number three. I, oh number three. Oh <laughs> number okay. three. But, no, but in television history, number three. One of my favorite what the memes, hell's going on? One of my favorite memes to do with Breaking Bad is someone who started watching the show like two years after the fact or whatever. And they just posted a meme of Walt's son, uh, Finn, I think. Yeah. And they yeah. just go, the purpose of this character is to have breakfast. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was all he did. Yeah. He showed up on screen, had breakfast, left. What a dream job. Dude, I'll take that. I want breakfast. I love breakfast. Adam, who do you hate more, Skylar White or Phoenix Coyotes fans? Oh, I mean, I just the fans? Yeah. Oh, man, I was going to loop the media in there, too, because <laughs> I sure don't want it to work in Arizona. No, I Skyler White. <laughs> Skyler White, for sure. Skyler, yeah. Should we do the press conference? Sure. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. All right, first question comes from producer Drew. Drew? Take it away. Uh, Steve, you mentioned the Arizona Phoenix being the team name of uh, the team. Um, do you know what the pronunciation is of the plural word for Phoenix? What is it? Oh. No, no, no. Let Adam guess. Isn't it just Phoenix? No, there's a word. There is. Yeah. Phoenixes. Phoenii. Phoenii. Phoenicians. <laughs> Those are pirates. Oh. Adam. It, it's Phoenices. Phoenices. To go to the doctor and get my fantasies checked. <laughs> forget expansion, forget moving them. What's wrong with 31 teams? 
If that's if that is the alternative, <laughs> the phalluses or whatever you call them, it says it's similar to the word matrix, uh, which plural is mattresses or mattresses. No, mattresses it isn't. I don't know what to tell you. What website is this? New York Times and HowToPronounce.com and Wikipedia and everything else. <laughs> I will never know happiness. <laughs> After knowing that, I'll never know peace. <laughs> I'll never know peace. Okay. Well, that's the episode title. Phenices. You can ask Drew how to spell it. I have no idea. All right. Next question. All right. This is from SMW underscore Thunder on X. Twitter. Just a stat. If you add up the 20 best individual seasons since 2005, the total is 2,364 points in 1,609 games. Gretzky had 2,857 in 1,487 games. If you compare the top 20 all-time non-Gretzky seasons to Gretzky's career, 1.92 points per game, the rest of the NHL is combined is 1.91 points per game. Hmm. But Adam, so are all of these stats irrelevant because assists don't matter? They're not irrelevant. I just think if you look at <laughs> Gretzky, I didn't say assists are irrelevant. I yeah, just said did. goals matter more. Yeah, and, and, and Gretzky leads the NHL in goals ever. Uh, he's still the best player of all time because he scored the most goals and had the most assists. All I'm saying is when somebody scores a goal, they don't say two guys scored this goal. But if somebody gets an assist, they'll be like, ah, but two guys can get it. You know what I need? I'll just I frank need and, and frankly, Gretzky, the thing that he's really most known for, outside of the Stanley Cups, being overrated, yeah. is the 50 goals in 37 games. That clip where he 39. scored, was it 39? I, I think yeah. it was 37. Oh, let's find out. Less than 40. I think it's 37. All right. Uh, not to be compared to the greatest 50 goal season of all time, which was 1507. Matthews. Oh, 1507. Danny yes. Healy. Yes, absolutely. Uh. <laughs> I miss that account. Sometimes he does tweet still, and it's funny. Sometimes. Um, the, the the thing about it is that Gretzky's assists are crazy. They're off the wall. It's wild. Absolutely what wild. is everyone's guess? It's 50 and 37. It's 39. It's Steve says 39. Adam says 37. How much are you willing to put on your numbers? What what bet are we doing? Oh. I would, we put money or, or something else? So Anything. I'm pretty confident. I'd put... I'll... If Edge is willing to, I'd let him chop me on stage. Whoa! If I'm wrong. Yeah. Adam, Whoa. you got to put something on the line. Damn, what am I going to put on the line after that? How can I... I'll let Greg Wyshynski chop me on stage. <laughs> no, your mom. <laughs> I'll let my mom chop me on stage. Yeah. 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 That's not, there you go. There you go. She could... She's probably... No, we got to have something, something real. I uh -huh. put 20 bucks. Okay, I will put... Uh, I will buy all of Steve's beer for All Star Weekend if I'm wrong. That's how. Hey, that is. Wow, that's huge. <laughs> that is how confident I am. That it's 37. It's 37. And games. Steve, 39. 39. Drew, bring it up. Hey, it is. Let's go. 39. Oh, Steve Dangle is correct. Oh, Adam Wilde is buying his beer Damn. all weekend long. All right, Steve. I'll see you this weekend. Steve's gonna be and I'm showing up Thirsty. <laughs> 50 wow, in 39. Cool. All right. Gentlemen. All right. Well done. That was fun. <laughs> what were we even talking about? Oh, nerdy question that I'm just going to throw out into the ether. We don't need to solve it live on the show. Mm -hmm. Are the primary stats available for Gretzky? Like, do we know how many of his billion oh. assists are primary assists? 
I'm just curious. They That's, might not go back that far. I mean, he started playing in the 70s. Can you imagine being the person that would have to go back and, and track that? Because no. 2,000 points to look yeah, at. No, I nobody's. That's that. Well, somebody would. Yeah. Somebody would. Uh, I got someone who did a deep dive on the, the primary and secondary assists. Gretzky had 1,037 primary, 446 secondary assists. Wow. 69.9% oh of his assists were primary. Yo, if any, I'm sorry. Listen, I love nice. Mario Lemieux. But but injuries held Mario Lemieux back from being the best player ever. Same with Bobby Orr. Gretzky, to be the best player ever, you also have to be healthy. And numbers like that, over a thousand primary assists. And primary. yes, yes, primary that means assists. that eighteen hundred nineteen was it eleven hundred assists were primary. A uh, thousand and thirty-seven. Okay, so close wow. to nineteen hundred of Gretzky's points came on a goal or a primary assist. Mm -hmm. Holy, that's I'll, take all the secondary assists out. He's still. At, he's got to be the highest or second highest scoring. I don't know where Yager ended up. Oh, no. He's Yager is still something like 900 points back. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, it's not close. All of Austin Matthews' goals are primary goals. So take that. Yeah. Gretzky. Suck it, Gretzky. Yager yeah. <laughs> in 34, Poppy. <laughs> Yager is like Daniel Sedin's career yeah. behind Gretzky. <laughs> it's, it's and Daniel Sedin's in the Hall of Fame. It's, it's, yeah, it's, but what's his mustache look like? Uh, Daniel Sedin? Austin's. Oh, I was not say Austin. Red. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Poppy, poppy over everything. Let's go. This is from Jack Faulkner. Are you guys more of a popcorn, candy, or chocolate type of person at the movie theater? Oh, Ooh, at the movie theater is interesting. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with the phenomenon of putting chocolate into popcorn? <laughs> yes, but, but I don't. Fat I, guy. I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> If I want salty, you know I want how you get to Carnegie Hall. <laughs> Practice. If I'm gonna do it and and I'm gonna eat at the uh, at the movie theater, the popcorn smell is what gets me every time. So I gotta go popcorn. I love shoveling popcorn oh, until yeah. I feel Just, I feel my body dehydrate. Yeah, I feel myself slowly dying. It's the only way that you can avoid going to the bathroom mid shell is that yeah. you eat a bunch of popcorn beforehand and it absorbs <laughs> all the water. That's not true. But uh, if I'm going to do it, I go salty first. If I'm going crazy, salty first, and then like finish it off with a junior mint. Hot, salty popcorn. Butter? I don't like I don't like wet popcorn. I know, you know what I mean. People are weird about like that. Yeah, you put like, so much topping on that it's like, is this cereal or? Please popcorn? make sure it tastes like butter already. Yeah. Yeah. Cadbury mini eggs. Mm. Mm. Cadbury. What do what do you what do you do, Drew? Mustard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an M&M peanuts guy. Oh, I don't like... I, okay, Fuck. I know people love it. My wife loves peanut M&Ms. If we have peanut M&Ms in the house, I don't touch them. I'm just not interested. What? I know. Uh, I just don't that's like That's weird. Them. I like normal M&Ms. I like the dark chocolate M&Ms. That's, that's weird. I know it's weird. It just dark tastes chocolate like chocolate to me. Is, uh, um, I, to me, there's being... A fake adult and being a real adult. I love dark chocolate. A fake adult is like, I'm going to have dark chocolate because it's better for me. A real adult goes, I know I'm eating chocolate. I don't care if it's better for me. I'm having the good stuff. I like dark chocolate better. No, you're wrong. I don't even like, I, I don't like white chocolate uh, at all. You should be on a walk, watch list. Really? Yeah, you should go to jail. I didn't know it was that bad. Do you like dark chocolate, Jesse? I love dark chocolate. Dark chocolate's awesome. Is it better than, would you rate it better than milk chocolate or white chocolate? No, milk chocolate is top tier. Like that's the you, best. So if, but, you're, if you're going Lindor, you're going you're going red first and then blue because the blue is the dark chocolate. Yeah, I don't know the colors, but milk. <laughs> I do. Why do you think right. that is, Jesse? Uh, or why Adam? Be? Why do we I'm keep? Not. 
fielding fat questions to skinny guy. Yeah, exactly. What the hell? You're asking the, the guy, wrong person. So Drew brought in um, uh, egg, or egg, egg uh, McDonald's uh, breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. You're, no, you said it right. Egg McMuffin. Egg McMuffins. But he got the sausage and egg ones because that's what Drew eats. I can't eat that because it'll turn my stomach upside down. Oh, we forgot to talk about yeah. it. What did Jesse eat? It's not. It's like what did Wyatt I wanted the egg. So the egg's the best part. So that's what you ate. I just wanted to eat the egg for breakfast. Wrong. I just can't eat a McMuffin plus the sausage is nasty. Pulled out the still jiggling egg <laughs> and yeah. he just went and ate Slurp. just that. Instead of one of you came up with a great suggestion. I said just take the sausage out. I didn't, want, I didn't want the McMuffin part. I didn't want the McMuffin part or the sausage. So I ate the egg that I wanted. So do you just poach eggs and then grab a spoon and just eat a poached egg out of the water? No, I don't poach eggs. I scramble. That's how I like my eggs. I like scrambled eggs. I love eggs. a poached egg, by the way. It's my favorite. I like I like scrambled eggs. Soldiers? With a little onion. Eggs and soldiers? Eggs and soldiers are good, too. Fry some onion? Throw scrambled eggs? Delicious. That is true. You're not wrong. Fry an onion is such a cheat code for almost anything. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Here. I need to stare down the barrel of the camera here, and I'm going to mostly talk to young men because this is mostly a young men problem. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear you say you don't know how to cook. I don't want to hear it. It's it's not some magic mystery. There's a half the planet knows how to do it. What? Just cook stuff. Just heat stuff up. It's delicious. Why are we doing this? Who are you yelling? <laughs> who are I'm you? yelling at people <laughs> who, who say they don't know how to cook. How Drew's much TikTok? Like, what the hell watch? happening? <laughs> how people, much TikTok did you watch this morning? Guarantee this is going to resonate with people, and you guys are wrong. <laughs> Guaranteed. All right, Jesse. Next question. I don't even know where we were. I don't either. I don't even know if we answered the first question. Learn how to cook a few oh. very simple dishes. That's Correct all I'm answer. saying. Popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah, it's I love be popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, popcorn's my number one. Oh, rookie mistake. I got the mini, mini eggs and, you know, the really little ones. <laughs> and those actually are bad because they sink straight to the bottom. Oh, okay. You use the big ones. You gotta use the heavy ones. I would have thought the heavy Adam, ones would have uh, sunk to the bottom. Adam, let's have a meeting. I'm going to propose a new segment on Give it show. to me. Give it to me. Let's call it Fat Guy Corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Listen. Listen, I, I've seen that picture of Pat Mahomes going around the internet today where he's got a little bit of a tummy. And people were like, I can't believe a guy with the body like this. Have you guys not seen it? Guy, guy with the body like this is going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, bro, if I look like that, I would feel like every day was a Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Good for him. What? Good uh, for him. No, okay. Even Pat Mahomes tweeted about it. I haven't seen this. Oh, it's hilarious. No. Uh, title for the segment. Wide thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what are they? What are they? Uh, elastic weight waistband uh, segment. I don't know. I liked mine. I, listen, <laughs> we should get there we should get moo-moos. <laughs> you just moo-moos. We get like you remember Homer when he got, he got like really fat and he got the moo-moo with all the flowers on it. I want a uh, what is it? TC Tugger's shirt from friggin' I think you should leave. Yeah, listen. Yeah. Everybody understands that's been through it when you when you have when you lack sleep and you have a child. Uh, it comes on and it's just real hard to get it off sometimes. Yeah, that, that's why we embrace it. Yeah, be a fat guy corner. Yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, what did you eat this week? Bunch of fat stuff, Jesse. Yeah, Glad you asked. It's good. How yeah. much b- extra butter did you throw on it? Yeah. So much. Yeah. I slopped it on. <laughs> I didn't put it on a plate or nothing. I just splatted it on the counter. What was your favorite thing you ate this week? Favorite thing I ate this week? Uh, I the did McMuffins. The no. McMuffins were pretty good. Uh, I I did have a steak with onions and mushrooms. Oh, I almost never have steak. I have steak like what? A couple times a month. Homemade or out? Yeah, we raised it ourselves. Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah, at, at home. At we, home? we barbecued nice. it. Oh shit! Because That's we good. don't give a shit what season it is. <laughs> we you turn on the barbecue. Oh no, turn on the barbecue. Barbecue in the winter is key. 
It's yeah. so good. We're also having like we had two weeks of winter and now it's like five degrees in Toronto. Yep. Yeah. So it's not even winter. And it's gray every day. But there's yeah. there's an element of um uh, people don't know that you can do this. Yep. To it. It's naughty. Mm-hmm. I also barbecued a piece of chicken with Montreal steak spice and this chili lime shake that SL got from somewhere in Buffalo. I want to say like Trader Joe's. Holy fuck. Um Adam Great. FGC. What's the best thing you ate this week? Uh, actually, um, okay, so I had my mom doesn't cook anything, but she does make apple zucchini soup. You ever heard of this? Absolutely not. It mm. sounds awful. It's outrageously. I'm open to it. It's so good. So I yeah I like chug that back. I, I I like to like just put it in a mug and throw it back. It's actually kind of healthy. Is it a sweet soup? No. It's like a garlicky, savory sort of thing. It's really, really mm. good. Interesting. If you like garlic, you'll Because what like you it. just described was like applesauce. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. it sounds like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's... that's. I know. It's, it's a bit of a letdown for Fat Guy Corner. Yeah. I know. I, we need something more scrumptious. Okay. Um, yeah. Something with a lot more carbs. I'll never let you down. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got Fat Guy I, th- I think this is coming back. <laughs> this, is a, this isn't the last time we're doing this. What's the favorite thing you ate this week? Like, oh, like, Dude, God. I'm a pretty active guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine how fat I'd be if I didn't. There's yeah. nothing like, wrong, I, that's how much there's I just nothing wrong with enjoying food. No. I don't believe you should just eat for sustenance. You should eat to enjoy the food yeah like f- hell yeah also i'm not really trying to look like zach efron right like that that body is probably not attainable for me uh and that's okay <laughs> i'm all right with that i can live with it drew um, do you have a contribution to yeah FGC? we had uh 16 pounds of wings and a dairy queen ice cream cake on sunday 16? for the football holy shit how many people at the party seven of us 16 pounds so two pounds each uh it was just a, a bit over two pounds each yeah good for you we didn't finish all the wings, to be fair. There was leftovers the next day, but... Yeah. I had Wingstop a couple of weeks ago. Unbelievable. In Canada? Yeah, they, they had, like, a... I don't know if it's a ghost kitchen on Uber Eats or something like that, but... Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fucking awesome. Aren't, oh! aren't Pizza Hut wings Wingstop? Aren't they, aren't they, like, a... Is that it? Yeah, Wait, I think maybe you get, when you order Wingstop wings, they come for Pizza Hut, I'm pretty sure. Is oh, that right? Maybe, but they, they were fantastic. Wait, all I can say. I got... I, sorry, this is the, the, the trump card for f- Fat Guy Cornered wide thoughts i there's there's a place in ajax called tortilla street and they do uh something that's getting bigger in durham is like fusion food so it's mm. mexican but you can get a butter chicken burrito oh <laughs> so it's so it's we like need to take a trip. so it's like indian <laughs> ingredients kind of and i accidentally ordered two Accidentally. Uh, accidentally. Oh, oh, I tripped and fell on these two burritos and they ended up in my tummy. So, Adam, I went to McDonald's and they gave me a fucking Big Mac, but I wanted a salad. Oh, Oh, no. What happened? What am I going to do? They messed up my order. I guess I'll just have to eat the Big Mac. Uh. So, here's what happens. Here's what happens. (laughs) So, there will be a leave game, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's late. So, I go to bed late. I... Wait till the last minute to get up before coming down to this show. Yeah. Wait. Oh, wait. we know. I promise we, yeah. it's going to be worth it. Yeah, Jesse, is I that, know. Wow, I know. that's shocking. But it's definitely traffic's fault. Well, sorry. Yeah, but well, the other option is just die. The other option is just die. So excuse me for being 15 minutes late when the but other option was I die. we get every day. Oh, uh, traffic's, uh, traffic's a little tough today. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta drink your mic up. What? So I get LFRs late because you're eating butter chicken burritos? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh man, it's all coming out. Today. No, no. 
So, uh, like, sometimes I won't have breakfast. Okay. And then we come and do the show. We do the show at lunchtime. And sometimes I won't have lunch. And on this particular day, I had basically not eaten all day. <laughs> and then I accidentally, and I swear to God it was an accident, ordered two burritos. I texted my brother-in-law. I said, are you in the neighborhood? Like, come and get one of these. It's really oh. good. And I got a couple no's. And I got to the end of my first burrito. And I just went, and you're going too. I didn't even get up from my seat. Attaboy. I smashed the both of them shits. Good for you. I got the both of them. And that was the fattest thing I've done this week. It's great. Good for you. And I didn't regret it for a second. Nor there you. were no ill effects. Yeah. It was great. I, I'll be ordering from there again. And again, I don't even really think that much like my point about goals being better than assists, the soccer thing takes away from it. The fact that you're like, oh, I got I get up at the last second to get to the podcast. That's the story for me. Yeah? Yeah. Because next time you text us and you're like, guys, the traffic so it's just brutal. <laughs> Sometimes it is traffic. But I'm going to start posting them on Twitter. Every time you text, I'm going to start screen grabbing them and posting them. Oh, Steve got, Steve got up late today. Oh, man. Where's Steve? I don't know. Stumbling through my freaking house trying to get ready because I only got six hours sleep. Fuck. Um, Let uh, me enjoy my burrito. Next question. I yes. think that's the end of the show. Is that the end of the show? Are we ending <laughs> yeah, on that? We are good. The double burrito. Let's go. All right. Hey, so we're so excited. Like we said, obviously no show tomorrow, but you can come see me. I'm hanging out at the Metro Toronto Convention Center with Pepsi. Whoa. There's going to be some professional hockey players stopping by as well. Get your tickets. And then, yeah, Friday, Saturday, get your tickets. It's in the description. That's it. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.